0: Good morning, Nachum. Good erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parsha Shlach. Parsha Shlach, according to the Chinuch, contains three mitzvahs, two positive, the mitzvah of Chalav, and the mitzvah of Tzitzis, and one restriction, namely as found in the Parsha of Tzitzis, Lo that the proper understanding and observance of the mitzvah of tzitzis is to keep us away from sin. The, I'd like to begin this morning by wrestling with how could it be that unfortunately the meraglim came back with this terrible report which changed the entire course of Jewish history. Instead of going into Eretz Yisrael, immediately we are detoured and destined to be in the desert 39 more years. And uh, instead of Moshe leading the Jewish people into Eretz Yisrael, building the Beis HaMikdash, being the Moshiach, unfortunately all of Jewish history, world history, takes on a very different uh, course. I'd like to begin with an interesting observation of the late Lababa Jerebi Zatzal whereby he says, take a look. What happens is, Moshe tells the Miraglim at the beginning of the parsha. Moshe says to them, go and see what the land is like. Are the people strong? Are they not? Are the cities fortified or are they open cities? And then tell us about the land itself. Is it a rich land? And bring back from the fruit of the land. Good. In reality, what happens? They come back and take a look notes the Rebbe, that instead of answering Moshe in the order in which he gave them the questions, they begin with Zephiriah. We've been to the land and this is its fruit. The land is a land of flowing with milk and honey. And only after they show the fruit do they say that, The land is um, one of the people are strong and the cities are fortified. And what happens, if you look in chapter 13, Pasuk 27 is when they show the fruit and 28 is they give the description of the people and the cities. Now, interestingly, unfortunately, what is... Their major sin, their major sin is in verse 31, where they say, Unfortunately, mi Menu, that they are too strong for us and the Gemara in Sota. Lamidhei understands it to mean mimenu, not simply that they are too strong for us, but they're even too strong for Kavayochol HaKadosh Baruch Even God cannot defeat them. And that clearly was their problem, whereby the Torah says immediately thereafter, V'yotziu Tibas HaOretz unfortunately what they did was they brought an evil report on the land, and it is unfortunately by saying that even God cannot do it. But interestingly, you'll take a look at Pasuk 30. Pasuk 30, before they say, the Torah tells us, kolev Kolev silences the people and he gets in the beginning of his strong stands, he and Yoshua, Rabbi, what does he say? Kolev says, We can do it. We can conquer it. Now the question is, why does Kolev interrupt them then? They haven't even said their, forgive me, main line, which is going to get them into trouble. Why is he interrupting them? And the Rebbe notes very sharply that they begin their presentation with Zepiriyah. Take a look at the fruit. In other words, unfortunately, their primary concern was the bounty of the land, the Gashmias, the materialism of the land. And therefore, they were to be categorized as, to use the exact words of the Rebbe, they were serving Almanas le pras. They were doing their job, they were serving God. Their primary purpose was to get the reward. And what was the reward? The fruit of the land. And then they were basically saying to the people, okay, we have to make a decision. Is it worth putting ourselves in danger for these fruit? But what was the primary? The primary was the fruit. However, and therefore, Kalev interrupts them. And what does he say, Kalev? Very clearly. You're missing the point, everybody. The primary mission is not the fruit-oriented, but rather the primary purpose is to conquer the land. This is what God wants us to do. And once God wants us to do this, this is what's primary. If afterwards the, the good fruit happened to be a side benefit thereof, wonderful! If the fruit weren't so good, we would still have to do it. It was basically a question of putting the emphasis on the right syllable, meaning what is primary, what is secondary. And therefore, Kolev saw that by putting the fruit first, Everything was already in the wrong perspective. Olo na Interestingly, my friends, how does Eretz Yisrael get its Kedusha? It got its Kedusha through Kibush, through the conquering of the land itself. The conquering of the land gave it its Kedusha, and only afterwards were we to be concerned about the fruit of the land. Now, let's understand how could this happen. So the Shalah Hakodosh says very sharply, Moshe was not afraid to send spies. Moshe knew the answers before he brought them back. Namely, he knew the cities were fortified. He knew the people were strong. He knew there were giants there. But he was counting on the fact that they who had experienced so many miracles both in Egypt at the Yamsuf and the daily raining down of Mun, the Be'er in the merit of Miriam, the Ananim in the merit of Aaron, all this would fortify them to realize that as Hashem has been with us until now, He is not going to let us down. And indeed, If you take a look in the Torah, in the fifth book, turn to chapter nine, bring it to the table tonight, the beginning of chapter nine in the book of Devarim, what does Moshe say to the people? Exactly what the Meraglim said. Shema Yisrael, Moshe's talking to the generation that's about to enter the land of Israel. Very soon this is the last forty days of Moshe's life. Shema Yisrael, Moshe says to them, Listen carefully. Ata you are crossing any day now the Jordan River. Lavola Resis to drive out nations, Kidolim that are mightier and greater than you are. Orim, cities, Gedolos of Soros cities that are great and fortified, literally up to the heavens. Am Gedolvarum anokim, a great and lofty people that children of giants. Asherato Yadato, you know. Vyato and you have heard. Me is Yatsev, who can stand? Lifnei anok. This is exactly what the Miraglim said. But what is the next Pasuk? And this makes all the difference. Moshe says, you shall know today God who over the He is the one that is going to cross the Jordan before you. He is a consuming fire. Hu yashmi dam. He will destroy them. Hu Yachni Aim, He will subjugate them before you, and you will drive them out, and you will literally cause them to perish quickly, Hashem as Hashem spoke to you. That's what Moshe said. That last pasuk, unfortunately, they did not have, and as a result, says the Shallah. It was the lack of their bitochon. It was the lack of their emuna which caused this to happen. And indeed, I'd like to point this out that you find this in a very interesting word which Moshe basically slips in. When Moshe tells them to go and gives them their uh, questions to bring back the answers to, his last re- sentence is, take a look at the land. Im Imroza. Is it uh, a rich land? Or is it lean? And HaYeshba Eitz Imayin. Literally, are there trees, which our rabbis understand, do they have protection? Are there great individuals there? And Rashi tells us that when they went there, Eov, the tzaddik." Was had died just then, meaning sword Silam. They don't have any more this protection. And Moshe says to them, "Listen carefully. you shall literally strengthen yourselves. mipriya Oretz, and you should bring back from the fruit of the land." Now, what does that mean? that you shall strengthen yourself. So there are those such as the Supurno, who learns the word that you shall literally uh, strengthen yourself in the sense that, come on, stand up to them and bring back with you from the fruit of the land. Even though they're going to look upon you as if you are uh, stealing from them, don't be afraid of them. And others as well, learn that vizchazaktem means in a physical sense. I don't think it means that Moshe is saying to them, come on, do a couple more push-ups and sit-ups and you'll be able to... No, 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 no. So what's vischazaktem? I'd like to suggest that, as our rabbis point out, and Rashi notes, and this is found in chapter 13, when it tells us what they brought back uh, from the uh, land of Canaan that Rashi says, you should know that Yoshua and Kolev lo not 10 out of the 12 spies brought back the fruit. Namely, eight carried grapes, one carried a fig, one carried a pomegranate, and Yoshua and Kolev did not. Why? Because I'd like to continue in the ways of the Shalah HaKadosh who was saying this, Be strong, be strong in your imuna, and bring back from the fruit of the land. When Yeshua and Kalev saw that they were not being strong in their emuna, unfortunately, they wanted no part of it and therefore, they did not bring back of the fruit of the land. There's a very powerful idea that is being communicated to us here in Parsha Shlach. And that is the importance of emuna. The Jew has to have strong faith and bitochon and belief in Hakurish Baruch Hu. And I think it's so important to note that recently we saw, unfortunately, the war in Gaza, which claimed a dozen of our people. And we perhaps can look at it and say, well, at least we had the Iron Dome. No, that's missing the point. One should realize that we were privileged to see nothing less than incredible Hashkocha Pratis. With thousands of rackets being sent into Eretz Yisrael, we saw literally divine protection. Don't call it the Iron Dome. Call it literally the hand of Hashem. And as we are taught in Shmos chapter 3 when Moshe asks Hashem for his essence for his calling card and Hashem says Zeshmi Le'olam this is my essence forever and the rabbis tell us that the word Le'olam which is written in every Sefer Torah without the Vav lamid Ayin lamid Mem and it's pronounced not just Le'olam but it's read Le'elem hidden, that Hashem is is hidden. Hashem was hidden behind that iron dome. But He was the one that was saving our lives. He was the one that was protecting our cities. When you say the Tachanon and Shomer Yisrael, Shmo She'eres Yisrael, you have to stop and say it and thank you Hashem for that divine wink that we saw your presence and your absolute protection for Claudius Yisrael in our midst. And this is what we have to take from the chait um, of the Maraglim. and this is what the Torah is teaching us when we read Parsha Shlach each and every year. It's a reminder for us to become talmidim of the Shaloh Hakadosh and to recognize and to realize that our trust, our bitochon, has to be as it was, is, and always will be. In lanu le we only can rely alavinu Shabashamayam Shabbat shalom to all